Hello, folks. Welcome to Druid Talks. And today I have Dave Hudson, the VP of Operations at Liberty Global. Liberty Global is a world leader in converged broadband video and mobile communications. Uh, where do you see, and we can't uh, avoid this, Dave, unfortunately, where do you see chat GPT in the context of conversational AI? Are, are Liberty Global using it or do you intend to use it? Where, where does it fit in your own mind? I knew it was going to come up at some point, Kieran. It feels like yeah, it feels like everybody's talking about it at the moment, and um, you know, other large language models are available. Uh, I see that um, I see that Google dropped uh, the latest iteration of, um, of Bard, and actually they've built some integrations that are, that are pretty interesting too. Um, uh, look, you know, there's no doubt that ChatGPT um, has driven a conversation towards the value of natural language understanding of large language models and of um, you know, uh, processing engines that are able then to um, contextualize um, answers. And so, you know, I absolutely see a huge amount of value in all of the above, probably breaking into its component parts rather than favoring, you know, one, one large language model and, and one GPT over another. Um, uh, Look, there's, there's use cases for us. Are we using it was part of your question. Are we using it? No doubt we're using it throughout our business for lots of different things. It's a, it's a complex and, and, and multifaceted um, global business, as, as you expressed. I think we're still trying to land on you know, where it's best applied to get the, the, you know, the, the most value from it. Where I see uh, the most interesting use cases, and probably split into two places, and I'm probably really splitting out the kind of pre-trained large language model aspect of, of, of ChatGPT. And so the immediate use case I see there is, I'd like to see that housed inside product. I'd like to see it housed inside Druid as a, as a conversational AI. What that's gonna do is really boost the ability of the Druid platform to be able to offer true natural language understanding, you know, um, which is, which is, you know, much more complex than it sounds, I think, um, you know, today, you know, we're, we're training models based on when my invoice is going to get paid or how much annual leave I've got left, but actually use cases in the future should be, I'd like to interrogate a financial statement, perhaps that I have access to, you know, you've sent me some, um, month-end uh, financials data and I'd like some commentary on it and actually the large language models ability when directed within the corporate firewall and within the organization to be able to contextualize and surface the information that you want and not the information that you don't want I think is super helpful I think it brings back uh, you know a whole category of well I know if we're my legal hat that I know that there's been a huge amount of discussion around you know rights and privileges and you know and access and, and, and data privacy which is probably for another time um, but if I put my more um, uh, commercial hat on I think it kind of drives the conversation towards command prompts have I asked the right question to get the right answer um, and I think some of these large language models you know Google and, um, and Microsoft being two great examples they're doing a lot of work to make sure that they've got refinement in um, the, the answers that they give um, where I see a direct use case and where we're starting to use it um, within the support operations so so the shared service center um, we're using it for things like um, uh, document summarization so I'll give you a really clear um, use case um, when 
some of our customers are raising queries about uh, family leave policies, about uh, reimbursement for um, travel or expenses that they've incurred, um, uh, things like um, sickness absence policies. They can be 50, 60. 60 page documents and they have to be right because they've got to provide information for lots of different scenarios but actually if you can contextualize those answers by using things like single sign-on so kieran i know that it's you or it's it's me it's dave and you know not only does that personalize the experience but also it allows uh, you know the the language model to um, understand that Kieran's you know a, a manager for example so Kieran's got access to slightly more information when he asks his, his question it's contextualized that he has you know employees direct reports that work for him perhaps he understands my tenure perhaps tenure relates to a sickness policy or a, um, an annual leave policy or something like that perhaps my annual leave goes up with tenure and so that helps from a contextual perspective but then you know the GPT itself is is then providing me only the part of the policy which is relevant to the query that I've asked so um, hey Dave you know you've asked about annual leave you've been employed for nine years with Liberty Global and so you're entitled to X number of days you've taken Y number of days and so you've got X remaining you know would you like to book them uh, yes I would you know okay you know what sort of you know is, it, is, this, is this holiday well actually no I'm going to go do some volunteering work oh well, did you know, Dave, that you don't need to take holiday for that? You know, your company pays for some time off for you to do some volunteering experiences. Why don't I put that through for you? And actually, you know, this is contextualizing the policy as it relates to me. It is allowing me to free type a query, but it is also actually asking three or four different queries of the data. And it's returning me the contextualized answer. That is a great, you know, user experience and that is how I see you know, chat GPT to answer the direct question will assimilate in you know um, models like the, the Druid the virtual assistants conversational AI and that's that's the use case that I'd expect to be able to, to capitalize <laughs> I love that answer we'll see Druid LLM in the near future and as you say other models are available uh, what advice Dave would you give to people to try and get the most ROI out of their investment in conversational AI yeah, um, look, it's it's a it's an art and, and not a science, I think. And you know, we're still spending a huge amount of time looking at how we measure output. Um, for me, it starts with measure output. Um, so make sure that when you're going into this, you know, relationship, you have some measurable data already. Things, things that matter. So the volume of queries that you receive, the time that it takes you to respond to a query, the time of day that those queries are received or night, um, uh, you know, and this is, this is telling you a few things. Um, when your customers would like to interact with you and when they'd like a response from you, and sometimes, you know, 10 p.m. at night, in, you know, and it's Saturday, do you know what I mean? And sometimes our customers are working, you know, unseasonable hours. And so, um, you know, your virtual assistant is able to respond to your customer when they need you. And the bit that, you know, I think adds a huge amount of value and, you know, often overlooked is if you're able to empower the requester with a direct answer um, in the moment when they need you, they're able to get on with whatever it was they were doing before they raised the query to you. 
and actually you know you're empowering them you're enabling them to do more in a shorter space of time so there's a value you know um, uh, point there how i think that manifests is i think it comes back to this kind of concept of stickiness and you know when you're a, when you're a service provider as as, as i you know as i am and as, as we are um, you know, we're constantly thinking about how the service that we provide to a customer is received by that customer and whether it adds or detracts away from the value that they get from the service that they procure. And so, you know, I always imagine myself in a renewal conversation and I think, well, you know, if, if you're able to access me when you need me, if I give you the answer in a few seconds rather than you having to wait 24 hours or perhaps a traditional SLA, all of that's driving this kind of sticky relationship, reasons why I like you, reasons why it works for me. Uh, and that's super valuable, you know, to, uh, to the shared services, the, um, you know, the, the service provider. It's super valuable to our end user, the customer. Uh, and then just getting back to that kind of ROI point with, um, you know, with uh, the, the information that you already have and the queries you already receive. Um, you know, it's never too late to start capturing it, but really understanding what it is that you're looking to achieve from the virtual assistant before you start the relationship, I think is important. Um, you know, for us, this is, you know, we get kind of five, 8,000 queries a month coming through by volume. And, you know, we have, you know, X number of people purely responding to those queries. And you made a really good point earlier, Kieran, which is, you know, nobody signed up to respond to queries, you know, eight hours a day, five days a week. And so, you know, I, I feel the burden of the obligation of, um, you know, of, of leadership and, you know, leadership is as much about um, adding value to, you know, as a custodian of all of the people that you, you have um, a relationship with and responsibility for, adding value to, to their lives, to their careers, the decision they make to come to work every day and to work with and for you, um, you need to pay that back. And you know, paying it back is a full-time, full-time role. And one of the ways in which we do that is by automating the, the mundane, the transactional, the high volume, the repeatable, and then engaging our people in value activities, which both grow their experience and, um, and, and ultimately their careers, the, the skills that they have, the value of the interactions that they have, their engagement. Um, but at the same time, you know, providing this service to customers. So, yeah, I just finished by saying, look, I think you measure value in, in lots of different ways. And, you know, return on investment for me is, um, you know, down to how you, you deploy. So, uh, you know, I've said this already, but proper engagement, you know, seven out of 10 of these transformation projects fail because you don't get engagement at all levels. Make sure that you get it. Clear outcomes. So, understand the data that you have today to, um, to talk to why people are using a service that you're looking to digitize using a virtual assistant. So you know, you know, that kind of glide path that you've got to driving efficiency. And then also measuring value, not just the direct stuff. So how many queries can one person deal with in a day, which is pretty arbitrary and, and into, you know, how am I adding value to the customer that I'm providing services to? And what does that mean if that customer's asked in respect of what that experience feels like? Is it driving sticky, long-term, long-lasting future relationships? Because that's where the real value is for me. Oh, wow. Beautiful, beautiful. And Dave, where do you see you going with this technology in the future? What's the future going to look like for you in the really global with conversational AI? Oh, look, we're at the start of our journey and not the end. Um, you know, we... You know, I've spoken before about 
this wonderful digitized world that we live in. And actually, you know, when we look back kind of three to five years and we spent a lot of time talking about transactional automation, um, administrative automation, the kind of connections between system to system, you know, fewer clicks, less time spent, you know, and, and we now see ourselves, you know, having provided an automated solution for um, the high volume and repeatable, and we're moving, you know, 100%, we're moving into the valuable knowledge work arena now with, um, with the technology investments and conversation hours going on that journey with us. So things I'd expect to see, um, the ability of the virtual assistant to be able to offer contextualized insight to financial commentary. So I see a number, you know, in a, in a cost center at the end of a period, I'd like to understand, you know, a little bit of context behind that number. You know, how does it compare to last month's number? How does it, um, you know, what is included in that number? What is its component parts? And, you know, how should I think about it? You know, think things like, you know, I'm a, I'm a business leader and actually I'd like to know how many people within my team have had, um, uh, conversations, one-to-ones, connected conversations within the last period of time. And I'd like to know what the sentiment from those conversations was. How are my team feeling? And actually using conversational AI to ask more uh, intuitive, more valuable um, questions and being able to interrogate larger data sets, I think provides a wealth of value that we're only just starting to unlock. Oh, wow. Dave, thank you so much. That's that's all my questions today. I got really absorbed in that. The bits, you know, there's some highlights of that that really stand out. I think the most of all, uh, all I'm hearing is caring. Uh, you care about your team, and as many leaders say that, uh, as I hear many a day, not many do. But throughout this interview, the passion you talk about for delivering customer experience through really engaged, really developed and genuinely developed employees is absolutely fantastic to hear. And I love the word friction that I mentioned earlier on. You just remove friction from their work. You remove friction from the customer's experience. And all that will lead to sticky business relationships. And I love how you describe that, not just as an economic number, because you're making a massive difference. There's 65 out of every 100 calls going up to 85 out of every 100 calls being answered and removing that admin burden. But I love the way you brought it back every time to the uh, employee experience, the customer experience, and their stickiness, and they're answering their specific question. It's really refreshing to hear. Thank you so much for that interview time today. I really appreciate that. Of course. Look, pleasure to talk to you, Kieran. Thanks so much for having me.